Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of On the Road with Roy at Home with Yachty. I'm Yachty. This is Roy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Our guest speaker today is Curtis Price. Say hi. Hello. How's everybody doing out there today? Awesome. Thank you for Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. I thank you guys for having me on, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Yadi and I have decided to pull all the resources of everybody that we know and we've met to help everybody this year, and since everybody tends to say, I want to have, you know, a new me, a new year, you know how that goes, right? Yeah, membership go up in January and fall off. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, there's the uh, the local gym. You can already see the the parking lot is a lot fuller at the gym yeah, yeah. than it was uh, a week ago. <laughs> right, right. I believe it. You got to like park way far and walk now. It's always it's it always tickles me every every January. It's the same thing, you know. Uh, but hey, if if that's that's just what it is. I think that half the time it's people that just don't have guidance and how to maintain that resolution throughout the year. Nothing that's actually reachable. They have these unrealistic goals in their head, like I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a month. It's not healthy. <laughs> well, that really takes away the, um, and that's one of the things I kind of promote is is a healthy lifestyle. And, um, you know, you don't have to kind of confine yourself to, okay, now I have to start going to the gym. It's the new year. I want to, if you start to make things truly lifestyleable, it's a never ending journey, you know, and you just kind of keep making these strides forward versus like the, the quick fix and, you know, you just build it into your lifestyle. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paula says good morning. Trudy says good morning. And Trudy says, yeah, she's seen full gyms for about three weeks. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll taper off. <laughs> it's funny, like having having the gym, um, you know, I've had a, a strength and conditioning facility uh, in my area for uh, over 13 years. And um, it would always be interesting that we wouldn't really get a big spike on January, but it would be like, April, May, and I think what would happen is people realized at that point that they didn't stick with their what with their New Year resolution, right? And that then it's like summer is right around the corner. Oh my God, I got to do something now. <laughs> so we would get this uptick in like April, May because June, July. Hey, fighters. Corner. Yeah, I'm telling you, I I I've fallen victim to that before. And then I, after a while, I just stopped making that same New Year's resolution, and I just, you know, through the New Year's resolution, just start mid-year. If you realize that mid-year, hey, I got to do something better, do it then. Yeah. But a lot of us do fall into that work just took over my life. I mean, look at Roy. He's driving early in the morning. Yeah. That's... Well, that was that was one of the interesting in, interesting things when you know Roy and I really met and, and came together. Um, we had lunch, and I was showing him 
uh, something in my book, uh, you know, the, the itis revealed, I call it zillion dollar math. And I was able to, because of his lifestyle, show him essentially a quick tip of how to take the nutritional labels. You know, if you're at truck stops, if you're really on the go, ripping and running, how you can kind of quickly make a healthier alternative or a healthier decision. Should I eat this thing or should I eat this one? And, you know, when you do the zillion dollar math, basically you can see, well, this would give me 10 grams of carbohydrates that will convert into sugar, stores fat on your body. Mm -hmm. Or this one's going to give me 30 grams of carbohydrates. Right. The 10 or the 30. And a way that you can quickly make a quick, quick decision, the 10 is going to be the healthier alternative. Um, because of our how it is, you know, it's busy. Everybody's ripping and running, and then that is one of the things that uh, you know how to now make this a lifestyle versus a quick, you know, a quick fix. Diet. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm doing this for a month. So how did that work out for you, Roy? You know what? I still remember it. Yeah, one reason why I wanted to turn this on the show. Because, because, yeah, we lunch, right? right? And just talking with him, picking up, picking up, picking up, that or whatever, he's like, that's fine, that's fine. Check this out. He puts it over his ingredients. He's worried about that. I'm thinking, oh, we shouldn't have ranch. Just a little bit, no big deal. And just having lunch with him changed my thinking. And, you know, I'm hungry, satisfied, and fit. And I remember that. I still remember that. I think Kirby don't realize I remember we got um I think we got salads and and some fruit and uh unsweetened teas or some waters. Um but in that in that little shop there was all kinds of stuff, you know, that we could have had that when you looked at these options and it was relatively quick you know kind of because i've been doing it so long you know came in looked around all right you know what let's we could do this we could do this and this boom and now we're out had a nice lunch and was relatively it was healthy you know um so i'm glad that you remember that (laughs) and i hope that it's still serving you today paula says yeah yeah you're echoing a little bit, yeah. Can you turn Curtis up a little bit? Um, let's see. So Paula says she doesn't go to the gym. She works out at home with YouTube videos. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Because movement is medicine there, Paula. So whether you go into a gym or, you know, you're working out at home, However, you got to get it in, um, you know, you get something in. I, I really feel that movement is medicine. And depending on your age, your ability, um, anybody can. can I don't know if it's the signal where I'm at. Like Ford is messing up. Oh, there you go. You guys sound like unquarter robots. Uh, I didn't get any of it. Definitely your equipment. Yeah. Well, basically, Roy, I was telling um, Paula 
that it's working out at home, it can be very beneficial. Uh, or if you go to a gym, you know, I, I, I recommend folks uh, a lot. You have to, with, within the gym, it's very important that you find a gym that speaks to you. Not everybody likes to do extreme weightlifting. Some people only want to do extreme weightlifting. Um, some individuals like to do to more, say, dance or whatever it is. You have to find a gym that's one, one going to be close. You know, it needs to be somewhat convenient. Right. Uh, because if it's not, that's, that's already going to be like a flag of like for you to fail, you know, for you to stop going it's an easy excuse well i can't make it you know it's far even if you really like the instructor if it's not convenient and i've had folks over the years where they wanted to train with me um but it i knew like it's too far like you're not gonna you won't keep gonna, up with it yeah you're not gonna con be consistent with it as much as i would like for you to come in or you know like to train you um in the physical spot so it's very mm -hmm. important to find a gym that's you know, convenient for you. Um, another thing to look at is the type of training, the type of energy, you know, the, the vibe, you know, do you like hip hop music? Do you like country and Western music? Do you like, what's the, what's the energy? What's the culture of the facility? Because that's going to also play, you know, a huge part of like, do you like the folks that go there? Do you like the energy? Some people like gyms that everybody in there are, extreme fire breather you know fitness fanatics and <laughs> and they thrive on that you know they really are gym rats yeah and then there's some that you know people come in they like to go to a spot they can get in they can do their work 30 minutes 40 minutes and i'm out well so, we have a question for you yeah trudy asks so cardio or weights for mature lady weight loss cardio or weights for mature weights Weights? Weights. Please explain because, you know, some of us fall into the mature lady yeah. <laughs> sector. So the, the bet one, like lifting weight is, uh, there's a lot of aspects with lifting weights. Mm -hmm. One that you need to realize, and this is probably more for, for guys because of the, the macho ego, but you want to look at weightlifting within your own capacity. So a lot of times, um, especially for women, we can, you know, you can look at weights and then have this picture in your head thinking, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like I'm lifting all the weights <laughs> or, you know, you can look at it from a moving load around lifting weight will actually build like bone density. Okay. So for women, especially when you look at getting older with like osteoporosis, you need bone density. You know, you want to think of weightlifting more from the standpoint of you becoming a stronger woman. How it fits your frame is everyone's built differently. You know, um, if it was that easy to get big and bulky, there would be a lot of guys walking around big and bulky, you know, because that you have to really work at that kind of aesthetic look or, or wanting to get like that. But the power of lifting weight and 
this is something that now, like if you're if if you wanted to really look at weightlifting, finding a gym, finding a coach that understands these type of movements, understands how to program, how to mm-hmm. show you how to lift properly, and then you start really at at your level. You know, I, I think a lot of the the mm-hmm. worry is that. Most of us, we don't want to look like men lifting weights. We want to, we just want to tone, right? And this is something that Paula and Trudy are saying. We just want to tone. We don't want to look, you know, yeah. well, we don't want to look manly. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. If it was that easy to, to be all buff like that, there'd be a lot of guys walking around buff like that. It's not that just picking up weights makes you boom, 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 like all these muscles. Like it's, it doesn't work. And that easily. Um, so, what are some alternatives if you cannot lift weight? Let's say you have problems with your joints, uh, you know, you, and you can't really lift the weights, or you've been advised not to. I'm a huge fan uh, of bands. So, I personally do a lot of band training, and I personally uh, run a lot of my clients through workouts with actually no weights. Um, I use bands. So there's band resistance. So I recommend that they look like rubber bands. Look at Roy. Look his bands. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You can you can use bands, like but the band when you wanna press the band, you can pretty much do the same movements you would do with dumbbells, with a barbell, but it's not as taxing on the body. But you still okay. um, get a phenomenal workout uh, because the band is always trying to to come back together. So you get right, right. Like you're still gonna get that resistance, resistance and the pressure. Absolutely, through the full range of motion. Um, okay. And that's one thing that I'm actually uh, I'll let you guys know when I post it. But I'm getting ready to make like a series of videos mm-hmm. on how to train with bands that I'm gonna put up on YouTube. Uh, I think awesome. I really awesome. fell in love with bands over COVID um, because at home I didn't have a real gym set up because I had a I had a gym that I that I trained people at, but with uh, I could easily and that's a YouTube channel, bro. Yeah, it's everything's gonna be Curtis Price Live. I have a few videos up now, but I'm gonna actually do a um, really kind of break down bands, band training. But I think bands are a phenomenal strength training tool without the weight, without worrying about picking up weight, having a whole set of dumbbells at home. Right. You have like two bands and you're really good. Like, because again, it's going to be within the the capacity of the athlete. Right. And that's well, Trudy's all for it. He says, I'm ready. I got bands. Let's go. Yeah. Bands. <laughs> Bands are so we do have some more questions yeah. from questions that Roy had asked on his Facebook. It says, if you had a chance to ask the fitness trainer guru, what would you ask? So one question was, what is better for women, walking or jogging, step aerobics or weightlifting? And I think that we've already uh, answered that question with weightlifting. But, you know, what about cardio? Does cardio just go off the door? I think that a, a lot of times it really comes down to the individual athlete, his or her goals. What do you want to 
do? You know, like, what do you want to have happen? A lot of times women will, you know, say they want to be toned. But, okay, tone, you can't get toned by just walking. Um, that's where kind of that, the bands are lifting weight comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, now, depending on your, your, your situation, where you work out, I like to do a combination of things that will get your heart rate going up. So you are going to essentially burn calories, um, get to sweating. And at the same time, you're incorporating the bands into a workout so that it's kind of harmoniously, you're doing both within a 15 minute, a 20 minute window of time. Right. And you're not in the gym for an hour or working out for two hours. Um, I was telling somebody yesterday, uh, if you're in the gym for more than an hour, you're truly wasting your time. You know, uh, unless, and the caveat is, unless you are a sports-specific activity, if you play basketball and you like basketball, you know, sure, you're going to work on your jump shot, and that's working on a sport. You know, Mm -hmm. if you enjoy tennis, golf, that's sport-specific. You know, you're going to do it maybe more than an hour. But if you're looking at actual fitness and training, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and under. You know, if you're going over 40 minutes, you probably are just spinning your wheels. Yeah, Um, I used to box and I spent the day, like I spent an entire morning just, you know, Boxing with different people, and then after I finished boxing with different people, I had to go run. Yeah. After I finished running, I had to come back and do calisthenics. Yeah. It was just, it was an all-day affair every weekend. Sure. But now that kind of training, though, if we're looking, were you were you competitive? Like I was, I was supposed to start competing, and then I got deployed. Wow. Okay. Was that right? I couldn't hear you. I couldn't either, but I promise you it was something. It was a jab. (laughs) But, you know, like with that, though, when you look at boxing, and I'm a huge uh, advocate. I love boxing, self-defense. That really set me uh, within the past 20 years into this fitness world um, that I'm in, this health and fitness world. Um, that training though, you know, I've sparred, I've moved around in a ring. If you are going down that road again, you can't train for no 10 minutes, no 20 minutes. You got to put work in, you know, you got to put work in because once that bell dings and someone's trying to punch you, you know, know, because you can only run for so long and for so, you know, but that's then sport specific. You want right. to box. You want to box amateur, competitively. Now the training shifts. But for regular folks, boxing and a boxing kind of training for 30 minutes could do wonders. <laughs> but could do wonders for your fitness. And in 30 minutes, you're done. Roy, you're killing me, man. Oh, sorry. I hope that wasn't the truck. You guys hear me okay? We hear you great. No echo. I got you plugged into the radio. 
Told you it was <laughs> Jessica says she's gonna try boxing. Um the thing that I miss about from boxing, uh, I can't box anymore because I've had too many blows to the head from um TBIs from deployment. Yeah. But what I missed from boxing was the cardio, was the camaraderie, was the self-defense. And it was just, it was all-encompassing, but I always came out of the gym with a smile on my face, tired as all get out, but always with a smile on my face. And it, and it allowed me to do more than just fitness. Yeah. It's a vent. You know, like it, it's an emotional um, outlet. And that's what, like, you want to find for all of us is what fitness is going to, like, what what training, what thing as it relates to your body moving around through space, getting your heart rate up, what is going to bring you this, like, this joy, you know, to get right. your heart rate up. You have blood pumping through your body. You're breathing. You're getting oxygen into your, you know, your blood cells, and, and you, you feel good when you're done during can be a different thing you know it's a love-hate relationship it is so during the activity yeah you know it, it's it, it's grinding it's challenging but afterwards uh you feel you feel good you know you feel alive and um whatever that is some people it could be swimming some people it could be boxing you know and and that's one thing that I, I also recommend with folks is like you want to find something that speaks to you. You then will go to that activity, do that thing when you really don't want to. When you might not be, ah, I don't know if today, but then you you go, you know, because right. You, and then afterwards you feel even better. You know. What about for people like Roy who are who work over the road and you know. All you got left is to eat something quick and you got to go again. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, honestly, that is a, that's a very big challenge. Um, for, you know, for folks like Roy, I mean, it's really going to be your nutrition, you know, really honing in on snacks, things you can have on the, on the road, on the run, uh, because you're so sedentary, you know, I mean, right now he's on the road, he's driving, you know, like. And you're going to be driving for hours. That's challenging. Because you can't just park anything. I can't just park anything. All they have is a heart attack in a sack. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's then like, you know, on the days that you are now situated, you know, you're back home is when you would then want to, even though you may really not want to do anything because you've been on the road for so long, you know, like where you now you're finally home, you just want to put your feet up and not do anything. That is when, you know, uh, a gym, a trainer, an activity for your health and fit for your fitness, a fitness buddy, like somebody's going to go with you. Be like, hey, we got to go. Sure. Misery loves company. You know? Paula was saying the same thing that she's struggling with motivation and challenges, um, and then when she doesn't have it, she just doesn't want to work out. And I can absolutely relate to that. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and that's what well, no, I don't. I don't get a lot out of gym. No, when I get a personal, okay, I have to show up. When I get a personal, I have to show up. 
I get more out of the jujitsu class. It's not training. You can put your butt off and you feel good. Hey, puppy. <laughs> well, jujitsu well, too is like, I mean, Again, that's, that's 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 a lot of cardio. That's a lot of mat work. Oh my god! Yeah, but see, that's the that's kind of the key is that it speaks to Roy, right? You're attracted to that. You enjoy doing that. So where you might not want to go to a regular gym and just sit in there and lift weights for an hour, but you would go to a jiu-jitsu you know club and you could roll. You could do that and enjoy. You're gonna get to sweat. And oh, you're gonna definitely sweat for sure. But that is that speaks to you, and that's what you would then. You're on the road x amount of days. Now you get off, and you know you're gonna have like okay, well I'm gonna get into the jujitsu school. I'm gonna you know do a class today, and then because your eating is on point, you know your eating is relatively dialed in while you're on the road. That now you know you're burning some calories. You're moving around. And and you're essentially you're 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 living a healthy lifestyle. Right. But you're using jujitsu as your fuel, as your you know, your thing. Um for you, you touched on a point that I think it's not a diet, it's not a fitness decision. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. So, tell me about your book, The Itis Revealed. Yeah. So, um, The Itis Revealed is a project that I've been working on for probably 15 years now. Um, wow, that's a long time for one it, project. It is. It is. And uh, I'm a firm believer in everything happens in God's timing, God's planning. So, that's right. you know, 15 years, it's 15 years. Uh, but... For me, I've grown and I've I've learned so much that it's like this this perfect timing. You know, it's it's God's timing. Um, but essentially, the book is it's part history book, uh, it's part science book, and it's a part like personal memoir. So uh, I look at really sugar's role through history, um, how it fueled the slave trade. Africans mm-hmm. coming to the Americas and the Caribbean, how it's still, sugar is still enslaving the black and brown community today, and how we can actually break free from its shackles and live a truly healthy lifestyle. So um, just to give you guys a quick uh, background, I know, you know, Roy probably has heard me uh, talk about this, but essentially my grandparents opened up one of the first health food stores uh, between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore oh, wow. um, back in 1971. So the store was called, it still is, uh, Laurel Health Food. And um, basically people would actually come into the store and poke fun at my grandparents uh, laughing or, you know, who's going to take a vitamin? You know, they, they would tell them. And, now it's been 53 years later, uh, who isn't taking a vitamin of some sort? Uh, so That's true. That's Everybody's true. taking supplements. At some point, there's abuse of supplements. Yes, yes. So they, they were true pioneers. Um, and I've 
grew up in a health food store. Um, I have a I have pictures of me, excuse me, in the book um, as a baby on the counter. Uh, I've been around vitamins and organic or natural food uh, literally my entire my entire life. So I also opened up one of the first. Um, so I over time, you know, I wanted to have my own store. And, right. Uh, right. Once I finished college. I went to HBCU in Maryland called Bowie State University. So all my my HBCU uh, folks out there. So I went to Bowie State. Once I finished college, though, I started to really look at my family store a little bit from a different lens and really looking at it as a business Mm -hmm. than just the store. I mean, because I was in there, you know, it was just part of... It's part of your childhood. It's part of you. Yeah. But at this point, it was like, ah, you know, it's a business. Um... At this time, the doc, these Dr. Atkins bars, like, came out to the market. It's terrible. Yes, yeah. But the thing is, is that people weren't buying just, like, one or two bars. They were coming in, and they were buying, like, stacks. They were buying, like, five, eight It was a whole fad. But, so the thing, though, is me being the marketing guy that I am, I was like, what's up with these bars? Because we have all these bars in the store. Nobody's walking out with eight boxes of bars and so i started to find more uh merchandise so it went from like a shelf to an end cap and then eventually i i kind of coerced my grandmother into carving out this section in the health food store of just low sugar low carb products right and at that point i put a key on the cash register to track the sales of that section in particular and um Needless to say, I went uh, and opened up one of the first low-carb stores in the country. And it was the first store of its kind in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. And my store was called Whoa, That's Low, the low-carb, low-sugar superstore. Um, So I did this really when people uh, didn't know what a carb was. It was so under the radar. It wasn't mainstream. But as soon as I kind of got the store open, uh, it, the Atkins diet, that low-carb craze, it really right, took right. off. And the store did extremely well. Um, fast forward a few years, I was actually in the store, and I came across um, this website called CrossFit. And so at this point, I was actually really big into boxing and mixed martial arts. And I was looking to uh, do cage fighting. And um, so I was always looking at at ways of training to hit you harder. You know, that was the whole, you know, functional body weight conditioning to hit you harder. And I came across CrossFit.com. And the thing that really gravitated me to CrossFit was their stance on sugar. So I was in my low-carb store. And the the diet or the you know that they recommended was the Atkins diet, um, the Zone diet, and the Paleo diet. So this is years ago. You know this is this is over about twenty years ago. Um, so for me that was a real their stance on sugar. You know very, you know, within CrossFit the base of their pyramid is nutrition. You know if you don't have your nutrition together. You know, your muscles are going to suffer because you're constantly hitting hard with all this stuff. Yeah, you got to eat properly. 
So it that really spoke to me. Huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, they go hand in hand. Yeah. So that, that really spoke to me. And um, essentially, I was actually in a jujitsu class. And so we were in the process of closing the stores. I was in the in jujitsu class that I hadn't been in in like eight months. And, but in this time, I started to do these CrossFit workouts um, that I understood at my apartment gym, you know, at home. And so I went back to my boxing gym and I did this jujitsu class. And the guy there at the time, he was new. So he was a new instructor that was helping, you know, my main coach out. And he thought I was new to the, the world of jujitsu and like to, to all this stuff. And um, so we were rolling you know, and, you know, drilling and then we're going to roll, we're going to spar. And I could tell like he was really trying to, to show out and thought, you know, he's going to have his way with, you know, he's right. going to just tap me out. And um, I still remembered enough not to get caught in a submission. But I couldn't, you know, it had been a while since I'd been on a mat. But I started to hear him breathing heavier and heavier. And you were still good. And I was, and so I literally, he had to tap out because he was tired. And I was still, I mean, I was tired, but I I could still go. CrossFit. For me, though, that was like my like guzzle Kool-Aid moment of CrossFit because it applied. It worked. I was in better condition than you, hence you tapped out because I was just in superior condition. So that set me down this journey of opening up one of the first CrossFit training facilities in Maryland um, about 13 years ago. Uh, And so kind of moving things along with, with the book, you know, the book kind of takes my journey of being in the natural food industry, growing up around vitamins and natural foods, um, and then the the physical activity, you know, like the exercising. And I've, you know, really been blessed and fortunate to interact with so many people over my life, specifically within this world of, of health, wellness, and then fitness. So I wanted to write a book that would give a different perspective and a different reach on sugar, carbohydrate, like how to eat um, and, and track it differently. Like, well, let's look at the history of sugar, you know? Right. Like, and, and I take readers through this journey of kind of, different facts and different things that like a lot of people really, you know, don't know, you know, or or don't, or or don't put it together uh, in this fashion. And one of them- Well, we have some some questions questions in reference to that, that, right? right. Well, Well, first, um, does your family still own the the vitamin shop? Yeah, so my mom still has the shop. Uh, She delivers to like her, she has like a, a huge like loyal customer base. Okay. So she actually after COVID, um, we well the store moved eventually into the gym. So we had uh you know this training facility. 
my mom was in the front with the health food store. Okay. And um, with COVID and us closing that location, she just moved everything um, to an offsite, and she basically does mail order and delivery. Okay, so that's what Trudy wanted to know. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, at the end, I can give you the phone number. My mom is like a huge like uh, encyclopedia of just knowledge within. Because again, you know, we've been interacting and working with people for you know a long time in the the health and wellness space. Uh, so yeah, the store's still around. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, we do have some more questions from some people. Um, Rosario wants to know what's better when it comes to cardio. Is it walking or aerobics? Well, again, it's going to be very goal oriented. What are you really after? Mm-hmm. One of I think one of the best pieces of cardio aerobic activity if you can and a lot of gyms will have will have them there might only be like one or two and more than likely nobody's using it right which which will be a good thing is a rower oh i love that machine that is my favorite machine hands down that one in the elliptical yeah i would the rower is the best cardio equipment um on the planet like because you have to use your whole body and one motion to pull the boat. Right. There's very minimal impact on your joints as well. So like running, hitting the concrete, going out for, you know, a run around your neighborhood, what have you. You know, I mean, it, it's beneficial. I do it, but when you look at rowing, your whole body's engaged. And from a fitness standpoint, there's been studies that like two of the the fittest sports out there, these athletes are rowers and water polo athletes. Right. So water polo extremely difficult. You're treading all the time. Then you're like yes. spinning, swimming. Like you got to be. And then you see like the guys and women that come out the pool, they're in phenomenal shape. Same thing with rowers, like to get on an open lake and pull that boat. So I'm a huge, huge fan in rowing. But just to give like a quick, I'm also, I think a lot of people can can take this and you want to get data. So all of us are different. If you like to walk, well then time yourself. Like walk your neighborhood, walk the lake, walk wherever you're going to kind of do your walking, your jogging, whatever it is, start to get into a habit of, of, of getting some type of data out of that experience of you against you. So if just say you walk your neighborhood, you know, you have mm-hmm. this course, this circle that you do, right? Look at your clock and time it. How long does it take you to walk the neighborhood? And then what you can do is because now you have this data, you can use that as a driver and motivating tool. Time yourself again. You're going to walk the same path. And that, but it's almost like having a competition with yourself. Exactly. See if you can beat it. And that walk might eventually turn into a walk with a power walk, a walk with maybe a light jog. You know, and now you know 
if I can get around this loop in 15 minutes, and now I can do the same loop in 12 minutes, I've gotten faster. I've gotten stronger. You know, I've gotten more endurance as far as your respiratory and cardio. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like you can use that loop that now you might do a different type of, of exercise or a different thing. But, you know, in your head, I want to be able to do that loop. Right. And so it serves as like this motivating um, force that a lot of times folks would just go to the gym. It's January 1st. I'm going to get my New Year's resolution. I'm going to go to the gym. And you don't really have anything that you're truly working towards, you know. And by having data of your own workouts, you know now you're incrementally getting getting better. I'm getting better. And then that serves as kind of that driving force to keep you dialed in. Because I want to do the loop in under 10 minutes. You know, it was 20. I'm down to 15. Okay, within a year, I want to be able to do it under 10. So you use a goal and data as your driving force. You know, a lot of people will be like, I want to do a pull-up. I can never do a pull-up, right? I mean, what's that? Yeah. Yeah, I always wondered why I saw guys with notebooks and writing down their reps and all the stuff and I didn't understand it at the time. Of course, I was, what, 19? Um, but now, you know, after many years of trying to stay fit and everything, I understand now the, the need for metrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have another question. Yep. And this one you're going to get a kick out of. It says, what exercise do I do to allow me to eat all-you-can-eat buffet? <laughs> so... <laughs> Here's the, you can eat all you can eat buffet right now. It just depends on what you're eating at the all you can eat buffet. Right. They have a huge salad bar. They have lots of protein. Um, so it's funny that that question came up. I was telling somebody the other day, this was years ago, um, and I was with some a good friend of mine and uh, and his his buddy, his man, whose nickname was Cornbread. So it was me, my man, and cornbread. And we went to like a local uh, horn and horn, like all you can eat buffet place, right? So we go in and everyone got their plates. And so cornbread looked at my plate when we were all sitting down and he was like, Who comes to a, a horn and who comes to an all you can eat buffet? And gets a salad. <laughs> and I was looking at his plate. And this brother, he had a plate. And it wasn't even like... The food was just piled on top. Oh, my goodness. To a point where there was even like a chicken bone just sticking out of this mound of just food. He knows you he know, could have gotten another plate, right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it was mashed potatoes and chicken and this. It was just this pile. And I was like, dude, I was like, corn. I was like, you're looking at me eating a salad. What are you even eating? Like, what is that? It's just a mound pile of food. And so it was just this like comical moment of like, and we were, you know, we were snapping back and forth at each other. But I I had a great meal. I ate a lot, but I ate within still this parameter of food. So, I mean, 
in my book, The Itis Revealed, I have um, pyramids for each food group. So I have a fruit pyramid, a protein pyramid, a vegetable pyramid, and a, a fat and oil pyramid. If I don't think I've ever seen something, something like that before. Mm-hmm. There's um, a gentleman, uh, the Hamptons diet, this gentleman, so South Beach diet was Atkins diet, then South Beach mm-hmm. diet came out. And this gentleman wrote a book, Dr. Pescatori wrote a book called The Hamptons Diet. And he actually came to my low-carb store to do a book signing. And um, that's where I got the idea, um, and I do I do uh, reference him in the book, of he broke down foods into each individual pyramid, and it always stuck with me. And so I just kind of animated it, made it a lot cooler, made it a lot more lively. Right, um, but right. And added some things and took some things. But basically, if you eat the base of each of these pyramids, you can pretty much eat what you want. You know, I think within the the diet mindset or the weight loss mindset or the healthy mindset, we get into like a very restrictive, like we can't have, we can't eat. And in all actuality, you know, you can eat and you can eat like really, really good, really clean, really healthy, but eat. If you're hungry, your body's telling you something. Listen to it. It's what probably this idea that, that if you're going to eat healthy, you can only eat at home. Uh, Trudy says she needs those pyramids. I'm pretty sure it's in his book. I got you. Um, so people have this idea like, okay, I want to eat healthy, and I can only do it at home because I need to prepare my food. Without realizing that you can go to any restaurant and there's going to be a healthy choice available for you. Yeah. So, like, with that, if I'm going to a restaurant and I'm paying for this food, you're going to make it and put on the plate what I want. So, you know, I'm paying for it. So I'll go out if I'm going to have, if the meal is chicken, a a vegetable, and mashed potatoes, I'm going to sub out the mashed potatoes for another vegetable. You know what I mean? Like, so you can you can tweak eating out on the run. Like you can you you can make the decision. Right. Take this out, add that in. Let me have this instead of that. And you're on the go. You're on the run. And and that's part of the the goal with with my book. And um, I have some other digital courses that will bring it all more me breaking it down even more yeah you sent me a picture picture of one of another book that you have yeah about sabotaging your weight yeah so that's about that because we we all do this um, for for all your viewers and that's a free gift if they go to my website theitisrevealed.com it's a download um that you know please just leave your name email phone number that way too i'll let you know you know you'll be on my list and I can let you know when the book is actually out. Uh, and I have other things like that coming once the book is released of an actual, in my book, I call it the four pillars of health. And so I look at um, first pillar is cleansing, detoxing the body. Uh, the other pillar is healthy, clean, good quality food. Then we have um, exercise, you know, moving around. And with with all of that, like the the goal is to again show people help, healthy lifestyle, how to how to put it all all together. 
the right, sabotaging right. thing um, was something that I had a I had a client many years ago that um, sadly she had a dress. She was very overweight, but she had a dress that she wanted to fit for this event, and that was her that was her why. That was her motivation, and she actually would. Um, she would be in her car outside of our facility and she would be she would always cry before she would come in because oh, wow. she wouldn't know what I was going to put her through right um needless to say though she stuck with it you know and I modify you know everything that I would do with clients everything's modified scalable but she got to a point where she was very consistent um she would still you know, be a hot mess coming in, but she started leaning out, you know, she started losing weight, dropping inches. But what was really interesting with, with her was what was happening at home and her saboteur was her husband. Um, he was specifically and purposely, uh, would buy pizza and two liters of soda for him and the kids and, right. and kind of make it like, well, I don't know what you're going to eat, but we're going to have pizza and soda. And would it was this constant battle that she had at home. And it was, um, it was a real fascinating thing as, as, as her coach, you know, someone who's helping her get healthy and then seeing like the person that's really, you know, getting in your way or, or trying to, to stop it's somebody you know. It's your husband. Not even just somebody you know. You know, it's your husband. Um, and she, lo and behold, she stuck with it. She got into that dress. And it was a huge comp- accomplishment for her. And then she kind of, you know, I guess she got in the dress and then she fell off, per se. But the the power of that, seeing that, and recognizing, like, I mean, I didn't tell her, like, hey, your husband's, like, <laughs> he's really setting you up for failure. Like, I don't know why. He's right. He was, right. He was just being a world-class, yeah. you know what. So, and that's one of the things that I'll, I'll, I'll recommend for folks, like, you know, you don't have to post it on Instagram that you're going to the gym, you know, that you're making this new res- this new year resolution or, or you're going to get fit. You don't have to like. This is the age of social like, media, man. Everybody yeah, wants everybody to post their entire life. Life, I know, but I, I, what, what I'm, I'm saying that because that doesn't mean that you can't post or you can't let folks know. But at the same time, like sometimes it's good to just work on you. You get into that habit, like this is you. Yeah, you know, yeah. You I agree. Yourself, and then people will see, like, are you doing something? Like, what's going on? You look different. And now you post a picture maybe of you in the gym, but the I'm fit, I'm going to get fit. And then like, you know, three, you you know what I mean? So like, you know, certain things you can do to really like not sabotage yourself, um, not set yourself up that it kind of gives you the out, you know, or being mindful of of people around you because unfortunately not everybody you got people that are against you 100 percent. they don't even realize that they're against you and and it just happens so i want to ask listeners does anybody have any more questions we want to ask curtis 
surrounding ourselves like people, not just in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like mine is very true. You know, iron, iron, <clears throat> iron sharpens iron. Something about clicking. I said, you see why with oh, Curtis, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I see why you click with Curtis. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the, you know, if you're around people that are into working out, more than likely, you're going to start working out. If you're around people that, you know, don't want to do anything with their life, more than likely, you're not going to want to do anything with your life. Um, and all that, know, that, that, that is very true. It's very valid. Yeah. <clears throat> it works with our... If it if it works for business, it works for your health and wellness. Like it's it all it's all kind of the same mental you know, it's the same thing. Absolutely. Um, and no, and that's no. the that's kind of the the one of the keys is to to really understand, you know, how to live in this healthy lifestyle and go right. on this journey, you know. And it's not easy. Nobody no, said it's gonna be easy. <laughs> Well, you know, so many folks will have like, um, I want to look like her or I want to look like him. And especially within the celebrity world and, you know, look, if you don't think Beyonce doesn't have a chef, a a, a strength conditioning fitness coach or coach. They can afford it. They can afford it. But they, but she works at it though. Like she yeah. still has to yeah. work at it. She still has you to know, put in the work. She doesn't look like that because she's genetically Beyonce. Like, no, she puts in work, you know, to perform then. To yes. sing yes. and dance. Performers, entertainers, they go through it yeah. just to look the way they look so that they can be, you know, that, ooh, I want to be that person. They want to be the epitome of what is, you know, whatever it is that their goal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, even forget like, what's that? Said, let's not forget, forget the coaches. The coaches? Well, let's not forget the motivation coaches. Well, uh, Paula says, thanks for all the great information. Trudy says it was a great show. And she says, thanks, Curtis. So we've reached the end of our show. Curtis, let us know where we can find you. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Curtis Price Live. That's Instagram. That's on YouTube. That's on Facebook. Um, my website for any speaking uh, engagements is CurtisPriceLive.com. And then for my book, get on, get your free uh, product, the, the Stop Sabotaging. Um, your weight loss, you can go to theitisrevealed.com and please leave your name, email, phone number. That'll get you the download. And then when the book is available, I'm hoping to have it actually ready by the end of the month along with a few courses uh, to help show people more de- in more detail <clears throat> how to live healthy lifestyle. Excellent. So, well, it was a pleasure having you on here. It was a great conversation. I enjoyed talking with you. I hope that we can do this again later down the line. Um, thank you guys for listening. I'm Yadi. We'll see you next time. Roy, I know you're having some technical difficulties, but you know what he always says, right? God loves you and so does he.
Gaffes. Uh, yeah, see, I, I knew I was going to forget something. <laughs> see, bro.